Welcome to Game Setic, episode 119. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whatever day that you are watching this. If you're watching it live alongside of us, watch After Fact or listening to After Fact. We appreciate the head of you. Uh, we got all the boys back. Uh, Zach couldn't be here last week. That is 100% my fault. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. It is his fault. He I banned know. me for two weeks. I, I, I really did. Anime and Plus and Game Setic both. I've been traveling. I've had a lot of other shit pop up. It, it's, been a, it's been a messy couple weeks. How you feeling though? How you, Wait, you, how is that two weeks? Well, we didn't do two episodes of Anime Plus because of oh, me, and then okay. he also missed last okay, game. Okay, that makes more sense. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, my fault. That's I've been, my fault. I've been banned from podcasting for two, almost two weeks. I mean, it was a nice little vacation, nice little break, unplanned break. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> this is why Anime didn't hit a hundred episodes last year. I know. No, that was a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing good overall. Yeah. Uh, then we do have John, who is rocking the Game Static jersey. That thing looks so clean. It does look nice. Like I'm so jealous of that. I, I need to get around to finally buying mine at some point. That does look pretty clean. John, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm tired. I've been up a long time today. You know, I do feel that. I've been up prettier damn early myself, and I've, I've been working a lot today. Yeah. I, I think I rolled out of bed about 5 o'clock this morning. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I don't know why. It's just... <laughs> Just happened. I woke up. It's one like, of those days. This is what you wake up and you're like, might as well get going. Yeah, see, that's me. You know, every, you know, once I like, once I'm awake, it's game over. It's 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 over, dude. I'm up. Like, there, there's no hope at that point. Uh, but uh, we are gonna be talking about Forspoken today, which uh, you didn't get as much time into as you wanted to. No, it was a uh, l- little busier during the yeah. week than I than I would have liked to be. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a little bit of time in on it last night and some today. Yeah. I literally started playing it a couple of hours ago, so I'm not very far in. I'm an hour 15 in. Um, so it's going to be very early impressions, but there, yeah. even if it is early impressions, there's a lot to take got, in. There's a lot some, to talk about. It's like, I, got, I got some stuff to talk about with it for sure, because even though I didn't get the most amount of time with it, I try to do the, the most amount of exploring around to see what... Because I saw some of the complaints with people, and I want to see... If any of it was, if I could valid. encounter any of it, and if yeah. it was really a valid stuff. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And that's something that I was kind of looking for as well, jumping in and playing it. Uh, but we're going to dive into that. Uh, we also have the developer direct that went down this week. Uh, going to talk some more Fire Emblem Engage. i have be honest, I didn't get to play. I still haven't got to play very much of it. Uh, over this past week since we last chat about because I've been so stupidly busy. But I know Zach's been playing, actually. He's already put more time in than I have. I already know that. Uh, so I am curious your thoughts on it. Plus oh, a couple, have I? Yeah, you've 100% put. Oh, I mean, cool. I haven't even done the tiki thing yet. Oh. Yeah, like you've 100% put more time <laughs> into it than me. I've, I have not barely put anything into it so far, which is really upsetting. Uh, you know, Zach is really overestimating how much we play games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then a couple other things, uh, including some stuff with Hogwarts Legacy. There was a lot yeah, of information. A lot, came out. a lot of information came out, of it, which is you know exciting and kind of you know understandable. I mean, the game is set to release in you know just <laughs> like ten days for early release or something like that. So, but uh, you know, of course, make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you're watching this at, listening this at. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, check out uh, some Rogue Energy, of course. Use our referral link. Go pick up some Black Cherry Lemonade because it is phenomenal. Did you buy a twelve pack? Not yet. Okay. No. Uh, you said you pro- were on the fence about it. Correct. No, I'll, I'll probably pick one up and kind of like next paycheck. Okay. Okay. So you're. What, what, you want the other half of mine? I mean, I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Cool. You're just not feeling it? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll drink it, but it's at that level. It's like. It's you not, like the others more. It's not bad, but I'm not enjoying this. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. it. I already bought a second 12 pack. Yeah. 
It yeah, it's it's not bad, but it's it's not it's not your flavor. Yeah, yeah it's not your cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, also make sure to go check out Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey like the one John is wearing because it looks sick. Uh, we have the Animan Plus one, which looks awesome. Terrible Football Show, Sparky 3, all of it looks great. So make sure to go pick up a jersey. Use the link down below. Make sure to just use all the links. Um, and uh, like, go follow us over at TikTok, at Sparky3Official. Uh, there's one TikTok I'm going to have made here soon, um, promoting some uh, tr- uh, cereal as well. You know, I'm still partnered up with them, of course, with our website, sparky3.com. <laughs> yeah, Zach had to think, think for a second, what is Tri-Cereal? What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Did you know what that was, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. he, he's in the studio. With, well, he, he's not in the current studio. I, we got to get you back in the studio. But uh, yeah, uh, I got one. I want to you know do some uh, promotion for them because Tri-Cereal is awesome. Uh, they recently actually just launched a, uh, a private Discord uh, for uh, the current, uh, some of their current, like more active creators. Okay. Uh, so it's a pretty small list that's in there, but there's some pretty notable names in there. So it's kind of cool uh, that I'm in there with, yeah, I'm in there with like a bunch of like superstars and I'm like, hey guys, what's up? You know, I'm here. <laughs> so it is pretty cool. Uh, definitely check out Trust Serial if you're wanting a website for yourself uh, for any sort of content creation that you do. Any size creator that you are, go over to Trust Serial. Uh, hit the sign up. You can set up a one-on-one video call with them. Uh, they'll kind of talk about what your needs are, your content, and the Trust Serial is the right fit for you. It's very affordable, and they are unbelievably helpful. Big fan of Trust Serial. Uh, I guess with all that said, uh, let's go ahead and jump into some conversations. Uh, we'll lead things off with uh, Forspoken Bay uh, is what we will 100% do, since that is the new game that came out this week. And man, John, we hit the nail on the head about this game uh, with how it's coming out. 100%. <laughs> the split. On this game is unreal. We like all three of us. Like even though you're not interested in the game, really, all three of us have said the same thing. You either love it or hate it. It very much seemed like a, yeah. you either love it or hate a game. And that is exactly how it's happened. The, the only the only problem with the fact that it is so very much like split between the people that love the game and hate the game yeah. is the only people talking about it are the people that hate the game. Yeah, that's true. So because that's the, very the people true. that love the game are just sitting down and playing the game. That's yeah, because it, because very it's it you, you kind of got to go looking to see like uh the positive news on yeah. it. Yeah, because aside from checking out a few like reviews and like reading the actual reviews and stuff posted on it, most people that are actually posting online and stuff about it are not the happiest people. Uh, I mean, tends to be that way for the most part, unless it's just something out of left field that everybody loves yeah but yeah yeah there was it was it was one of those things where when the reviews came out and we kind of saw the split i could i just had to laugh i was like man we could we could not have been more right yeah i'm actually going to pull it up right now let's see where is okay uh no that's one of them i want to find the other one the one that i sent you i'll just go to our messages like me and you text very often anyway uh, but you know, like the split was like, un- like when it when it first came out. Well, number one, uh, Metacritic score is definitely lower than either of us were were thinking. Because I mean, I think is it like a forty? No, not that low. It ended up coming in at like a sixty-eight, uh, but it started off at like a sixty-six. So like this is one of them, right? Uh, nine point five out of ten. Nine uh, nine out of ten. Eight point five out of ten. Eight out of ten. Seven point five out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Five out of ten. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Like that's just one. That's just one example. Like the split is so unbelievably just just so lowly stair steps. Yeah, it's just it's just two different ends. You have the few that love it and the the, the ones that absolutely hate it. And you know, I will say I will say this, and you know, it's one thing that I've seen some criticism on about the game that 
okay, you know, I feel like that's kind of justifiable to to an extent. Is that what well, one one thing a lot of people are throwing out there that you know when it comes to the bashing of the game is that I guess they just felt like they should had higher expectations because it's Final Fantasy fifteen devs, okay. Square published, PS five exclusive, seventy dollar price tag. So I. I see where the foundation set where it's like they could have a little bit higher expectations. They were let down, but at the same time, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that personally. You know what I mean? But I do see that that being some of people's criticism is that everything else that was kind of built for it. You know, because Final Fantasy Fifteen, pretty solid game. Oh yeah, Square, obviously a noticeable, no, noticeable, um, notable the, publisher. Um, oh, they're just publishing. Yeah, they're, they're not just doing pu- yeah, yeah, publishing. Uh, and then, of course, you know it is a you know n- current gen exclusive, you know, at the seventy dollars price tag. So that's been some of the criticism that I've seen, but like I, I don't hold it to that to that I guess level. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. A lot of people were thinking they were going to get the next Red De- Red Dead Redemption Two or something. I don't really see how they got it with that because I mean this well, was a new IP and yeah. it was a very much a gamble. And anyone who's putting uh, clout on Square Enix, Square Enix publishes. Crap ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah, Square Enix just throws their name on shit. And it's also important to note that even though these devs, you know, they did do Final Fantasy 15. Like, you go look at their track record. What else have they done? Oh wait, hang on, just Final Fantasy 15. My bad. I mean, so this, this is a gamble. You and know, which it, even with Final Fantasy 15, they went a new route, which yes. was a gamble. It could have very much fallen flat. Yeah. It's just people ended up really liking it and running with it. The open world yep. action combat with it, and they very much took a gamble with the new IP that they started in the type of Third person freestyle running magic fight fighting. Yeah, exactly. But overall, like you know, how how are you enjoying the game? Because like I said, I've only I only started playing like a couple hours ago. I didn't get very far. I'm only like an hour fifteen in. I've I'm a few hours into the game. Uh, the intro to the game was a little bit was longer than I expected it to be. Okay. Uh, survive you, long. What survive long? Did you want? No. To oh. Uh, Cause that's long. <laughs> oh God, that's long. Uh, that well, let's just say it depends on if you consider the first chapter to be the intro, because I kind of still feel like I'm in the intro. <laughs> hey, yeah, true. Uh, like several hours into the game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the game starts out uh with our main character uh, Frey being pulled into court. Yeah. For uh, was it felony? Burglary. Like burglary charges mm. or something like that. Uh, and, you know, since it's almost our birthday, the judge is nice to us and g- just gives us community service and that. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, the judge has a soft spot. Yeah. Yeah. It has, has a soft spot for us. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and then you kind of do a little bit of like wandering around, wandering around the city, running away from like a gang and stuff like that. And then. Uh, but, Eventually, you just get pulled into a magical world because you found a, a pretty bracelet. Yep. And it starts talking to you. But uh, I will say I do enjoy their back and forth. Man, I will say I any, do anybody that doesn't like the writing, but uh, the writing and the dialogue between Frey and the and the Gauntlet, yeah. man, they're going to fucking hate this game because you hear a lot of it twice because anything that he says to her that she has to relate to somebody else, you hear a second time as she tells everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So if it's dumb the first time, it's gonna be dumb the second time. How how is the writing? Because I mean that was a thing that, that we was heard. Like the most it, I don't rumors that people were concerned about. I don't necess- I don't really understand where people are getting upset and calling it kind of like cliche writing or like 
kind of anything like that because for the most part, you're, I mean, f- at least for the m- the majority of the time I've been playing up until the last little bit, your character is just confused and freaking out and it just like she goes to another world. Is She's being scared, a realistic person. Like scared, trying to yeah. figure shit out and then realizes she has magic powers and gets excited about it and then is trying to figure everything out as she goes. It's it's more, it's more realistic of what a mindset would probably be like. That's it, so it, true, though. Except, like, <laughs> not not if the person had, like, a mental breakdown or something. Someone who's trying to cope with it. Yeah. Is, is kind of the how the writing is. And then you got the gauntlet, which is kind of like... It, it just goes back and forth with her. Tries to call I do. Like I said, really I do wa- enjoy it. He... he, he he declares himself a Vambrace and really wants to be called a Vambrace. Mm-hmm. She won't call him a Vambrace. <laughs> okay. It's a lot she, of back and forth. She just calls him Cuff. Yep, just Cuff. Uh, but yeah, the, of of what I've played, it's mostly been, like I said, I, I still feel like I'm in the introduction because it's still a lot of walking you through and introducing different characters to you and teaching you like it's still doing like kind of the the slow teach yeah uh, of it and explaining to you how the different systems work still several hours into it there is a breakup in there where right after you get to like the main the first encounter you have in like the the main city in this world Mm -hmm. uh you get to go out and free roam an area and run around and explore yeah. and then get to your objective and then head back to the city from there. And uh, But other than that, I haven't gotten, I haven't really gotten like free time to go do anything. It's mostly just been like taking me from point to point and introducing characters and introducing kind of the world and everything from there. Right. Uh, which the exploration stuff is... Still I mean, what you wanted, right? It's still, it's still cool. Yeah. It's like I can't do... At the point I'm at, I still can't do all of the exploration that was in the demo. Because you know, in the demo, you had like the mm. whip that you could go around with and stuff mm. like that. I, I still don't have that. Uh, so some of the areas I can't get to because you need that to be able to traverse vertically. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, combat same as it, w- pretty much same as it was in the demo. Still, I'm still enjoying that. Uh, some of the targeting I've gotten more used to, so it, that's a lot better. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as it goes, it's, I'm, I'm still enjoying the game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to when I get back to the, like, okay, now you go do whatever you want to do outside the city. Yeah. You're officially like, you know, uncuffed. Just go yeah. play the game now. Yeah. Uh, but he's attached to your arm. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I should have uh, chose my words better on that one. <laughs> yeah. The, the basic kind of story of the game, as far as I understand it to this point is you you get pulled into this other world. Your overall goal is to go back home. Okay. Uh, but the world that you get pulled into... Uh, the Okay, the funny thing is stuff stuff is named in the game just based off of how your character names it, and then that's how it's referred to. Okay. <laughs> from her to other people. And it's very much like she says things... Because the character is from New York, so she just talks how anybody from America would in the like in 2023 okay and nobody in that world un, like gets any of her references or anything because she'll it, it's like she'll just like say 
different phrases and stuff, and people would just stand there and stare at her and be like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Which I will say in terms of like that, in terms of like what you already kind of touched on with, you know, how she's acting coming into the situation, I will, like while people may view it kind of like cliche and kind of cringe to an extent, I, I got to side with you. It's very realistic. Like, realistically, like, if, if I got sucked in that situation, I probably would be kind of acting pretty similar. I'm just going to be real. Like, mm-hmm. like, that feels like something that a real person would be acting like if this happened to them. So I'm sorry, I may be a sociopath because I'd probably accept it and adjust. You know, and also, you know, one thing, you know, about just you and this whole thing, I want you to know I did think about you earlier when I was playing the opening intro because I totally forgot how she got to the world. So it was during the scene when she's running away from the gang members, she crossed the street, a fucking bus comes up. And I'm just like, is this about to happen? (laughs) (laughs) The bus stops and I'm like, damn, so close. (laughs) I was like, damn, that would have been how it started. (laughs) I will say, speaking to like the way that she talks to other characters and stuff and, and it being like kind of more realistic where you're just somebody who's been thrust into this world is like, I'm, I'm at the point I'm at, I'm kind of going through the city through some event and like meeting characters, like I said, (coughs) but, uh, people keep coming up to me and telling me like, I've saved, it's like one of two things are either saying I condemn people or I've saved the city in this. And, uh, I got a tour of the city from this one guy, and he's like walking me around through the the high city, which is where all the rich people are. It's like an on rails thing, or did you actually choose to do this? I chose to do it. I didn't realize how on rails it was gonna be. Okay. I thought it was just gonna be like a tour of low city, and then he's walking me around the whole goddamn place. Oh. <laughs> and it probably would go on longer, but the guy, it's like he he's walking me through like the high city, and people up there start like bad mouthing me, and he starts. The guy starts going on about how they need to respect me. I'm the savior of the city and all that. And it's like, character just turns, looks at him and goes, can you cut it? At? Basically, just like paraphrase, like, can you shut the fuck up? I'm not your fucking savior. If you want to save the city, do it yourself. I'm leaving. Sounds accurate, yeah. Basically what happens. And then, and then she just walks away. <laughs> and like he's back there, he's like, "Oh, that's not how I expected this to go." That sounds like a sassy New Yorker. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but back to like the overall story of it. The interesting thing about it is, in this world, basically everybody lives in one giant city. Okay, because the world has been corrupted through what is referred to by our character as the break, and called the break because the first time you are out in it and you see something running towards you, it falls apart and breaks. It's like okay. A, it's like a dog or something running at her, and it's yeah. it's in there, and it falls apart and breaks. So she calls it the break. And then she just calls it the break to everybody. So when she references it as the break, do they look at her funny? They they get a, they have a general understanding. Okay, cool. Because basically everybody's like, we, we can't go out there, but you seem to be able to go out there, so you need to fix this. She's like... <laughs> She's like, fuck you. I want to go home. <laughs> uh, but no, no, now I'm on a path of revenge. Hmm? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It changes very quickly. This oh. is all based on the story or a revenge? Based on the story. Okay. I'm with you, Zach. I was like, is this on story or you? Did yeah, something no, happen to piss this, you off? This, this is story now. Now it's a story of revenge. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
there are a few things that I didn't notice during like the little bit of free roam exploration I had because I saw some brief clips that people were posting about it, which is if you're in a section where you have a main objective that you're the game is like this is what you're supposed to be doing, but here's this open area to go to. If you go a very long distance away from it, it it'll tell you your objective is nowhere near here. Do you want to travel back to, towards that way? And you can say no to it, but if you keep going, it, it'll take you. Like, it'll pull Automatic. you Just force you. It'll force you back, mm. which is annoying and supposed to be an open world game. Free roam game, yeah. yeah. In a free roaming game. I'm assuming that isn't the case the entire time. I'm assuming it, cause most of the stuff I saw it in is through the section that I played through, uh, which is very much... You're supposed to go here and do this thing in this area. Let's just because get you can't really get to a lot of the other areas. Let's just get through this so we can get you yeah. out. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you're supposed to go here and do this thing. You can run around a long distance. I the only time that message popped up for me was when I was purposely just running away mm -hmm. to see how far away I could get from it gotcha. before it came up. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the kind of free running parkouring aspect of it. I mean that's still fun. I'm I'm looking I'm still looking forward to getting like higher ranks in the magic traversal systems <coughs> so that I can I mean run further, jump higher, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh and, and then just climb climb stuff a lot easier. Because I in the in the demo I had like the multi jumping dash on the walls and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I don't have that yet and man, I got used to it in the demo and now I don't I don't have it and I'm like, man, I just want to I want to jump a bunch. I, I feel you with that because, like, a game from a couple years ago, uh, Deathloop, like, it's a fairly straightforward game and everything progressing, but as you unlock the powers, it becomes so much more because just being able to traverse things with all the different abilities and just combo stuff together made the game so much more entertaining once you got to that part. Could say the same yeah. thing about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I don't know what you're on about. I'm having a great time <laughs> just riding around, enjoying my journey. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, one of the one of the funny things is like the way the upgrading spells and everything works in the game is based off when you level up, you gain ten mana, uh, and then you. I don't know if there's a cap on how much you can have, but you don't use mana to cast spells. You use mana to unlock and upgrade spells so you're more or less invested into yeah. a certain yeah, it's basically you just collect the resource use the resource to unlock gotcha uh and then there's like there's little pools around the area that are what it's like once you see them and know what it is it's very obvious where it's like if you run over it you get one mana per little pool of light uh okay so it's like i basically i just went through the spells that i have unlocked found the one that i like the most and then just saved up and maxed it out <laughs> It was like I I I found that one to be the most fun one to use. So I was like, okay, well I'm just gonna upgrade that one to three for now, and if it goes higher later, we'll see about so that. So can you mix and match the spell trees? Currently, the only ones I have are I have the uh, ranged, like a ranged attack spell tree, and I have a support spell tree right now. So my support tree, uh, the way that works is, or at least for the support tree, you unlock different support spells. And then you select which one you want to use. Mm -hmm. And then you use uh, left trigger targeting whatever it is. Or if it's an area effect, you hit left trigger and then choose your area. And then let go of it and it'll cast it there. Gotcha. Uh, as far as the other spells that you want to use, you can just swap them on the fly with the radio wheel. Okay. 
Because uh. I remember seeing that, but I wasn't sure if you could like set the radial wheel to like on one screen have two different spells from different trees, or you have to switch to a different one. You from from what the demo was, you had to switch between the two trees because it. Uh, at least in the demo, they had a it was like a ranged option and a melee option, mm-hmm. and then in the ranged option, it was a radio wheel of all the spells you had unlocked there, and then the melee one, same thing. You just select which one that you want to use, and then like even mid fight if you want to do it, because in the options when you open up that radio wheel, there's an option for how much it slows down time gotcha. while you're in the wheel. So if you want to play, if you want to play the game harder instead of just going to like a harder difficulty or so something, it doesn't slow down you, at all you can make it where it doesn't really slow down at all uh there's there's a bunch of accessibility options too yeah they're re- I, 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 I started flipping I through that. and to look through what there was it, there's a it, lot it's like they they have it where like you can have like auto loot pickup mm-hmm. auto upgrade different things like that uh but yeah i've been i've been enjoying the game so far even though I've mostly been just in, in introduce the world is as far as I've gotten for the most part. Right. I've gotten a little bit of free roam and I've gotten like a mini boss fight or I, I call it a mini boss fight cause it didn't, it's like a ma- like the major enemy you're supposed to fight going through the story for the section I was at, but it wasn't super difficult just because it, it's like a lot of this game isn't, hard to beat the enemies if you play well or dodge well or yeah. like do- just time everything correctly gotcha so it's like you can do you can do a lot of the fights without getting hit just by uh dodging at the right times or like <coughs> uh that's another cool thing i found with some of the uh some of the magical traveling mm-hmm. is if you're fighting something and there's walls and stuff around there you can if they're coming at you, you can just run up the walls, jump off them, hit them for, while you're flying through the air, jump again, land way away from them, and then blast them down. So it's, it, there's some f- there's some fun things you can do in there because the attack types ch- change while you're in the air. So like okay, uh, so like normally uh, if you just like tap R two or something. Uh, you would do a few blasts, and then the, like the fourth one is a big hit. Or you can hold it down, and you can either ch- like throw it'll charge it up and throw it at them, and then one of them is like a Gatling gun kind of thing, where you're just shooting a bunch of rocks and stuff at them. But if you're flying through the air and you tap it, you just do like one big hit on them. So it's like I've I've had some fun, uh, fun in like the little boss fight I was in. Because it was an enclosed area, and half the time I was dodging, I'm just running up the wall and dodging through them. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's been it's been enjoyable so far, even though I haven't got that far. Now, one question that I have for you, and this is like taking your own personal feelings out of it, because you already knew you you would like this game. You already knew it'd be for you. Like, do you think the wide split for this game is fair? Like, you think it's kind of justifiable? Because also. One, I will say this. This is, and to me, really never justifiable unless it's like bad, bad, bad. And I don't think that's this game. But like this game is being brutally review bombed, brutally review bombed. So it's just like taking your personal feelings out of it. Like, do you think like the split is that fair? Because, you know, I, I, one thing, and you even joked about it last week, like, 
the only positive light this game has been talked in has been here on this fucking show before the game came out, and it's from you. But once the game came out, there were those kind of few positive reviews here and there, one of them being uh, from Gene Park with Washington Post. He actually gave it, like, I think, like an 8 out of 10. And I actually, you know, and that's, that's interesting because this is the same guy that I've referenced on the show where it's just like, hey, it's okay to like a 7 out of 10 game. You know, yeah. he, he was referring to Gotham Knights at the time. That's totally cool. So, like, taking your personal feelings out, do you think, like, some of the negativity is, like, super justified? Because, like, well, I haven't played very far into it. I, I mean, I don't see where it's justifiable. Like, the well, level of hatred that the game is getting. It depends because I, I'm going to say this as a generalized statement. I think that the majority of people that bought the game, uh, that that bought the game that are not enjoying the game, I don't think they've made it that far into the game. Uh, just because of the fact that when you have long introduction, kind of like you don't get a lot of free reign to do stuff like the beginning of this game has. If people don't like that part of like that part of games, they're not going to keep playing them. Fair. Uh, so I'd say there's probably a decent amount of people who, like started playing it and it's not what they thought it was going to be because that's probably what a lot of it is people just expected a different game and didn't know what it was the norm we've been talking about that for weeks yeah i don't <laughs> i don't two weeks in or three weeks now we've we've, we've said those exact words <laughs> i don't know I, I mean i don't think it's justifiable because i mean it, this game is marketed pretty much as a as like a open area, free running like action RPG with magical like parkour, basically. Yeah, it's what we have. You got you got what was advertised. It's like we got what was advertised. I think just a lot of people, the combat in the early parts of the game, it. I mean, to be fair, it's not that exciting. You don't have a lot to choose from. Yeah. It's like the it's like when you get all the crazy spells and everything. That's gonna be mid to late game where you have all like like we saw in some of those gameplay trailers before the game came out when they pull up the wheel and they have twenty five spells around the spell wheel. That's gonna be mid to late game, but people are I think people were expecting that to be the whole game, and this is very this is like I said with Digimon Survive. This is a slow burn opener. But once you get going, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's like, this is a slow burn opener, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because, like I said, I've enjoyed the banter. I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed the interactions with the characters so far. And the little bit of time I've had running around the open area. I mean, I knew what I... I it's the same as I got in the demo, basically, which I enjoyed doing. Yeah. I uh, feel like, you know, with how, you know, because you mentioned Digimon Survive, like when you started playing, when we both played, started playing Digimon Survive, we both acknowledged it's a slow burn. But it's like once you got out of that slow burn, you just fucking took off and fell in love with it. I'm curious if the same thing is going to happen with Forspoken. You know, get past that entry slow burn part well, and it, it just ramps up for you. I'm, I, I'm curious if the same thing is going to happen. I here. feel like I'm, I'm about to that point okay. because it's, it's like shit's already started escalating fairly quickly right. in the, in the opening section I've played. Granted, I don't know how, what the mid game is going to be like. I don't know how the story is going to play out from here or everything like that. But I mean, I don't think it's justifiable because of all of the information and all of the resources we had going into the game where if at this point, if you didn't know what the game was, 
before you bought the game or if you didn't know what it was before it came out, at this point, that's kind of on you. Right. It's like we had a bunch of gameplay trailers. Uh, we had, it's like we had a demo display that showed you what exploring the world and combat was yeah, like. A very well-built demo to show you what to expect later. Like if the demo just didn't throw you in the beginning. Like it gave you everything or a lot. It's like, hey, this is what you're going to get out of the game when time comes. Yeah. It's like I mean, overall, I don't I don't I mean, I can see people not enjoying the game and people that genuinely don't enjoy the game. It's fine to not it's it's fine to leave a, a review saying this game isn't for me or or that, but it's like I don't know people people acting like it's the biggest sin that's come out. I don't agree with that at all. I can I I can fall I can agree with that too. Yeah. I feel like it's a little much. I will say the questing system in the game leaves a little bit to be desired so far, mm. uh, mainly because mainly it's just the way that the interactions are because. Like when you go into a quest, or as they call it, a, uh, or like a side quest, they call them detours. Um, basically, you go up and talk to somebody, and then it starts like a little cutscene thing, and then you can't. It's like it comes out of it, and you have like your character is there, and it's in the it's in engine and everything, but you can't move around or do anything until it lets you move freely. It's a little jarring. Uh, after a couple times, I've gotten used to it, but it is still like. I don't, I don't quite see why it was done that way. Gotcha. It's like you, it's like you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about when you, like, when you start a side quest or something like that. Okay. Uh, because, it, like I said, you you walk up to him, and then it kind of fades to black a little bit, brings you into a conversation with him, and then it widens back out like you can take control again, but you can't. Mm-hmm. And then every time you talk to that character again, it does that same thing, which is a little jarring. It's it's the first, really the first time I've seen that uh, in like an RPG or something. And it is a, it is weird. That sounds very strange. It, it's, it's strange. I haven't quite gotten used to it. Uh, but we got, we do have subquests where we follow cats around. Fuck yeah. She does like cats. She had a cat at the beginning. So. But yeah, it's like, I mean, this is by no means a perfect game. Right. Even at it's the point I'm at, it's not a perfect game. But it's it's like, I mean, hell, leading into it, I w- it's like, uh, you, I think originally you, you were saying like 75 or something Metacritic, and I was like, I think you're, I think you're overestimating. I did. Like, I did. I think, I, like I said, I think it finished at a 68. Yeah. I mean. And it's got a 3.7 review, uh, user review score because it's just being review bombed. Yeah. It's like somewhere, it's like this game is going to sit, I mean, realistically, this game should sit somewhere around a 7 out of 10. Right. And that's okay. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a 7 out of 10 game. I'm going to play this game, and I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy it the right. whole way through. I think that is that is a really important narrative to remember, is that, like, it's okay to get a 7 out of 10 game. Yeah. You know, we've, we've talked about that before, but, like, I guess, you know, everyone at this point just expects the 10 out of 10s. You know what I mean? They expect the, the God of War Ragnaroks or the Elden Rings or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's everyone's expect. It's okay to get a 7 out of 10 every once in a while. Yeah. And the other thing... That's what we get a majority of the time is 7 out of 10s. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I it's was, okay. It's not a big deal. I was going to say, it's like, the other thing to remember is, 
just because you see a bunch of negative reviews on something, realistically, go read some of those reviews and see if the what the criticisms actually are. That's what I found out with Fire Emblem last week. <laughs> it's like if you go and read the criticisms, it's a a lot of the times, depending on where you're looking at them for, a lot of PC reviews of Forspoken. I mean, the game. If you looked at the specs the game requ- recommends for it, game requires a fucking beefy PC. Yes, it does. Oh my god! And if you don't have that, it's gonna <laughs> run rough. And I would say most people don't have that hardware. No. So people that are buying it on there. I mean, there there is hardly ever a game that comes out on Steam or something, especially big games that come out with positive reviews on them. You yeah, get them, you get very, them here rarely. and there, but it's mostly people complaining about little things here and there. Right. But, I mean, overall, I mean, this game's not, like I said, this game's not perfect. game has its problems, but, I mean, games, it's like very rarely you're going to have games come out that are the, the Ragnaroks, the Elden Rings, mm. where everybody fucking loves it. Yeah, that's so true. So, no, I'm looking forward to playing more. Yeah, it's like find find you go out and find yourself a like a game somewhere between a, like a five and seven out of ten. It's like everybody's got them. Everybody's got one of those that they just yep. absolutely love. That's true. That's hundred percent true. No, I'm looking forward to to play it more and, and getting uh, some more thoughts from both of us next week. Uh, Cause in the week after that, we'll have Hogwarts legacy. I won't. Well, we will. I'll have something else. Looking forward to it. You yeah. have, a, you actually have a lot in February. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You've told me about it nonstop. Like you got a big month ahead. I'm excited for it. I'm excited hey. to hear your thoughts on it. Hogwarts legacy is coming out at a really unfortunate time for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. For you. Yeah. hundred percent. Because of the dark and darker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out a really unfortunate time. Do you go you. through magic spells or do you go shank people in a dungeon? <laughs> He's shanking little, people in a dungeon. A <laughs> little, little, little bit of both. <laughs> a lot of shanking, a little bit of magic. All right, all right. Uh, let's hit the uh, developer director real quick. Kind of get our thoughts on that. Uh, did you guys both watch it? Nope. Did you watch it, John? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so am I the only one that actually watched it? You watched it. I played Hi Fi Rush. All right, we'll see. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Uh, but yes, I did watch it. Uh, so my immediate takeaways on this. Uh, number one, I am more interested in Minecraft Legends now than I was before. Okay. And that's coming from someone who is a Minecraft fan, but like the Minecraft spinoffs they've done so far have never really like pulled me in, you know? I mean, the Telltale one was entertaining. Didn't really dive a whole lot into that one. Um, but this one, like watching the full breakdown, I actually watched it twice uh, just because like, I, it actually really did interest me. So this is one that I'm going to keep my eye on when it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, while not for me, because I'm going to be on the side of John and just say I'm really bad at rhythm games, so I'd probably be very <laughs> bad at that game. It looks really cool. It's very fun. Uh, the ESO segment, like I understand they're not like pushing the new expansion in this particular thing, but this big, this whole presentation of ESO was just a big... To me, I read it as please play our game. <laughs> like that's how I read it. Because they were really pushing, like, you know, if you play right now, you can get all of this, you know, free trial, all of this. Come play the game. I mean, you it's know? on Game Pass. Well, it's, exactly. it's, it's probably it's probably hit that point again because ESO yeah. ESO's gone through that period where it came out, had the rough launch, fixed itself up, people came back, played yep. the shit out of it, and then it I mean, it's been up there as like one of the top MMOs, especially console-wise, yeah. and that for years, 
But the unfortunate thing for it is, in the past couple of years, we've also, like, there's mm-hmm. been other games that people have been really interested in. Like, Final Fantasy fourteen popped off. And yep. <sighs> Yeah, that was like, that was the MMO of the year last year. <laughs> Dear like Lord, Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> popped off, uh, it, but it's like there's just a lot more options out there. Yeah. So pe- it's like people have probably been just going around and checking out other games, seeing what's there. It's like right. they'll be. It's like they'll probably be back. Oh yeah, I have no doubt on that. But, I mean, because ESO had actually a very good year of content, from my understanding. Yeah, it did. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it has a it has a very dedicated player base too. I think it, it's just a thing of there was a bunch of like Final Fantasy in that. There was a bunch of other hot stuff that came out this year or this past year or so or just became super popular. So everybody's like, we're going to go play that for now. We'll come back to this when we're done with it. But this is just the lull where they don't have as many players. And they're like, okay, well, now we got to start offering stuff and that way they can come See, back. I always find that funny, especially things like the ESO. Then I look at like Neverwinter, which is a free-to-play MMO D and D MMO that has stayed strong for years. Right. Yeah, but and that, still has fairly good updates. Yeah, that game's always been pretty heavy on letting you letting you pay for your stuff too. Yeah. So the people that the people that are playing that game, they're funding it themselves. They really are. Uh, so neither of you guys watched the direct. Did you guys at least check out anything on the, all the Redfall since that was like the big, the big draw in? I meant to, never got a chance okay. to. Okay. So going into this, I wasn't like through the moon excited for Redfall. Like it seemed pretty cool. Wait, what happened with the Forza Motorsport stuff? I have no opinion. I, I'm not a Forza guy. Uh, thank you for saying that. So I could plug that that I didn't forget it. I was about to. I mean, uh, I'm just not. I, a Forza I would probably just look at it as it's another year of Forza. Exactly. Yeah. But I want to know what fancy car they've recreated. I couldn't oh, tell you. <laughs> I bl- I, you Google Forza them now, you'll probably see a cool picture. God Basically. dang it. So much for being up-to-date information for people. I know. Uh, but no, with the Redfall thing, like this this whole presentation, it even gave us the release day of that May 2nd, which I think was, was originally leaked. We plugged oh, shoot. Are they really going to push May 2nd? May 2nd, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, watching it, I, it still didn't get me like hyped. Like I'm not hyped at all, but... I mean, it's. I mean, it's gonna be on Game Pass. I'll play it. Like, I mean, it look. It still looks fun, <laughs> but I'm. I'm not like. Oh my God, May second. Let's go. I, like, I'm just like. Okay, yeah, that looks fun. I guess. I didn't watch a lot of. I read. I I read a couple articles looking into it to see just to see general information to yeah. see if it was like okay, maybe I should actually go and check this out. Nothing I saw made me want to go check it out. Like, is, I, is mainly why I didn't go watch it. Because <laughs> I was like one Minecraft Legends. I. I'm gonna have no interest in that. Like I said, that I actually gained interest watching that. I, yeah. I thought it actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's like I'm I'm not really gonna have any interest in that. That's only it's like only way I would only reason I would play that game is if someone was like, "Yo, you want?" It's like you want to try this? So I go, "I mean, I'll give it a shot." No, the the correct words you'll say, "Well, it's on Game Pass. I'll give it a shot." It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like if, if it's on Game Pass and I can just download it, yeah, sure, I'll I'll. I'll download just about any game and try it. That's that's basically me with Redfall right now. I mean, it's coming to Game Pass day one. So, like I said, it, it still looks fun. I'm just not like, I'm not just like unbelievably jumping out of my seat for it. You know, it's just like, hey, I mean, I think I think it'll be a fun time. We'll see how it goes. No. But the only I, thing I got out of it is I remembered what Redfall was, and I went, oh, yeah, that's that one I wasn't super impressed with. Yeah, yeah. 
But I will say, Hi-Fi Rush has completely taken over the internet, though. Yeah. Like, it's being reviewed really well. Everyone is super impressed with it for it to be revealed and shadow dropped. Yeah, it got shadow dropped. Yeah. I didn't know it got shadow dropped. I just saw something, a new rhythm game come out. Well, sure, I'll download it. Yeah. I mean, it's actually very fun because it is a, each level is actually fairly lengthy. I've only actually played through three levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's your standard action adventure game just with rhythm base. Right. I mean, you can play it without caring about the rhythm. It'll just take you a lot longer. Um, and it's more or less just a Saturday morning cartoon, man. That's what it looks like. And just like from not only the presentation of it, but just like the, I guess, the dialogue back and forth and stuff, you yeah. know, that I saw in the trailer. Like it looked, that's what it looked like with Saturday morning cartoon to me. I didn't know what the fuck this was. So I looked it, I, I looked it up, but that's, Zach sees me over here going, what the fuck am I looking at? Because <laughs> I'm just, I click on it, I'm like, Okay, I guess I guess that's what that is. I yeah. mean, you literally your guy is just some dude with whose arms jacked up. He never addresses it, at least not at this point. And he joins Project Armstrong, which is a project where they're more or less giving people mechanical body parts and whatnot to go towards their big plan. Um, I either I've missed it or I haven't gotten to a part where it's actually revealed what their plan is. But it's a whole thing where it's some front. They're like, yes, we're helping everyone, yada, yada, yada. And then behind the door, just like, the guy's just like, what is this? I expected better. All you've gathered up is trash. Everyone here is trash for our project. And like our guy, he his application is, his name's Chai. He's like 22. And his occupation is rock star. And the, even the bot's like, Rock star. He's like, he's like soon to be rock star, whatever he says. Yeah. yeah. And all he's rocking out and everything. And just, he gets put in the thing. They shove him in. And while he's being run through this conveyor belt, we're supposed to uh, change his, fix his arm. Uh, his iPod he had, which he had set aside, it got yoinked off the thing by the guy to make a statement. They're all trash. He looks at it, throws it, it just magically lands through circumstance on his chest right before. Uh, he gets pressed, and he's just like, uh-oh. <laughs> Replaces his heart with that, uh, his iPod. That's and, how that works. Yes. <laughs> and uh, now everything in the world around him follows the beat of the of his heart now. Yep. Even the enemies, they subconsciously they just move to the beat of whatever song is playing. <laughs> and he teams up with uh, this girl named Peppermint and her cat, 88, because he touches 88, and... They become bonded somehow, and 88 allows him to do cooler moves. And at some point, because it hints at that I can unlock f- uh, moves for other characters, I assume I'll be able to play as Peppermint, and then two other characters I see in the promo art. And, like, no, it's just straight up a Saturday cartoon, because, like, and Chai's a fucking dumbass. Right. Um, <clears throat> and the game does reward you for doing everything on beat and whatnot, and you have this creepy stalker fridge, which is training you the entire way. Um, like straight up, the, you talk to the, to the fridge, and it's just like, "Oh yeah, I know everything about you, Chai." And everything <laughs> is just like, you can can attack the bean and do strong. And Chai's just like, "That's creepy, man." <laughs> <laughs> and like even like you gain a new skill of the um, special abilities, and you go to the body's like, "Yeah, now you can use special abilities collecting clothes." That literally just happened. I know everything, Chai. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the game's very self-aware too. Right. With everything that's going on. That. 
And like the first boss battle is against uh, the Q Q and A uh, quality assurance manager, which is a bot called One Million, and like it's literally just bantering with Chai for a bit, and just you're on a giant platform, it's shaking and whatnot. You get it to punch itself. Literally, the head of of um, uh, I forget what department is, but her name's Rekka. And literally, she's just a big, muscly. She's very much being stood as like a wrestler <laughs> with mm-hmm. all the things it does with her. All this fun stuff. I um, So yeah, I've so far out of like two levels I've completely finished and then the third one I've partially gotten through. I've very much enjoyed it. And I mean, it's a rhythm game. I like Metal Health Slinger. I've been enjoying this, fighting to the rhythm and everything. Yeah, it was a nice little shadow drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also say with the whole like developer direct presentation, I actually really like the format of this, and you know, especially for Xbox, who mm-hmm. has the amount of studios they have. I hope I, I hope this is the new norm. You know what I mean? Uh, where it's like you know, and you know, when I say that, all you know, I'll tell you guys just go back and just watch some of it. You know, just watch just a couple of segments. You know, the you know, it's all time stamped, whatever. Uh, just the whole the whole vibe, the whole presentation of the develop, developer direct is. It, I, I liked it. It flowed really well. It kept the pace moving. You had a lot of different people coming on, like a lot of different de- devs coming on and talking about various things. Uh, yeah, with the amount of studios that Xbox has, I hope this is. I do hope this is the new norm. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I thought it was done very well. So you just, you just Nintendo pills. You just prefer directs. <laughs> I do like directs. They're, they're, they're quick and to the point. You just, you just <laughs> want the information to move along in a, in a timely fashion and get all Bingo. your announcements. I don't want the, uh, you know, the three-hour presentation. Production. Yeah, yeah. The, whole, the whole thing. Like, that gets like, draining. You saw Zach and I at the end of the Game Awards. No, I didn't. We, well, everyone else did. We, we, we were dead. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty draining. I saw you guys at the beginning, and then I was out. He was like, deuces. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's touch on Fire Emblem again because uh, I'm curious on Zach. I just want to say real quick because when when Zach was saying uh, uh, on his uh, his his rhythm game or the, yeah, yeah. the guy's just like uh, that literally just happened. That reminded me of uh, kind of like in for spoken, like right when you get to that other world mm-hmm. and fucking it's like you're walking through that broken building and then a dragon shows up outside and your character just like stops goes. Is that a fucking dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that that then, was funny. I did laugh. It's, at that. it's like, and then the, the the cuff just goes. I would recommending. I would recommend getting out of its sight so it can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I like I said. I I enjoy the back and forth between them because like whenever like she first got there. And it's kind of like, where the fuck am I? What's going on? And she's hearing the talking. She's like, fucking show yourself, whatever. He's just like, you know, I am, I am shown. I can't be more showed. I'm literally here. I'm being shown because he's, he's the cuff. Yeah. And then when she's like, realizes that it's the cuff talking, she's like, no. And he's like, yes, no, yes. <laughs> like, just stuff like that. I thought was funny. And there was, <laughs> there was one other funny moment that I, I forgot. I was going to mention it to you. Uh, is in a section I was just playing. Because... The cuff speaks to her basically in her head. Yeah. No one else can hear it. And uh, so, like, I'm supposed to be, like, sneaking through a crowd. And he's talking to me. And she's, like, she has to talk out loud to talk back to him. And he's just, like, telling her. It's, like, yeah, maybe you, could, maybe you should sneak through the crowd and try to blend in. Or, like, she's sneaking through. And he's, like, maybe you should try to blend in so that people won't notice you crouch down like this. She's, like, 
or, you know, maybe I could sneak or blend in a little better if I wasn't having to fucking talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, 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 I have enjoyed the interactions between them two quite a bit. It's been it's been funny. And I'm looking forward to seeing how more uh, how much more we go into it throughout the game. Um, but no, uh, Zach, how have you been enjoying Fire Emblem Engage? It's a Fire Emblem game. That's not three houses. I'm perfectly fine with it. All right, so you're on that side of things. I mean, we, because we, that's because I my original Fire Emblem game was that style. Yeah, yeah. Which my first Fire Emblem game was um, it wasn't Radiance. It was like one of the first DS ones. I can't remember the name of it at the moment. Oh, DS ones. Yeah. Ooh, I don't remember those either. Um, good. I think Echoes of Valentina. I think that was 3DS. Yeah, that was. Uh, Sacred Stones, maybe. That was a DS game. It was a DS game. I didn't play that one. It's not okay. that one. All right. I'd have to look it up because yeah, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head because right. I know I don't own it anymore. But yeah, you, so, so you, yeah, you're firmly on that side because yeah. there's, there's very split two sides to this where it's just like people are totally cool that it's going back to the roots of Fire Emblem. People are very upset that it's yeah. not Three Houses 2. Yeah. <laughs> there's the Fire Emblem people and then there's the Three Houses. People. Yes, there's I mean, three, very two different sides. Three to Houses this. was nice. It was an enjoyable game. Then we it got was, Three yeah. Hopes. And then I was, and they came back to what used to. I'm like, all right, I'm fine with this. Right. Uh, how, overall, have you enjoyed the story, the characters, and stuff? Like, do you feel like the characters may be a weaker point? Because I've seen some comments about that, where the characters aren't super memorable. I feel like the, they didn't go as hard with the characters as they did in Three Houses and some many of the other Fire Emblem games. Yeah. Um, because I can definitely see where some would be like forgettable, like Vander. I don't know what his deal is. Why the fuck does it take so long to level his ass up? Mm -hmm. Like, he has some hidden mechanic where his XP gain is atrocious. Because mm -hmm. he does not level up for shit. But he's super strong, <laughs> which is bullshit. Right. Um, but, I mean, very much we are getting a cast of characters in, like... And I feel like that's still sort of in the style of Fire Emblem. Because, like, in... Um, the Awakening games, like there's tons of characters in that to build up to be able to make the children which come from the future to come join your side. And like most of them are very forgettable. I mean, you partner them up and then that's it. And like the main ones that like the main character that sticks out is Lucina from that yeah. from that game. It's like it, and she wasn't even the main character. It's like they're very much games designed around like here's there's here's two characters. The game is about these two characters. Yes. Everyone else is here. But this these are these are our main points. Which three houses was unique because the main points were the three heads and then each one of their houses were unique and made each one of the characters very entertaining. Like the previous one that did that for me was uh Fates. Yeah, Fates where it had two different versions. Three. Well, yeah, because it had what, Conquest, I think was the last one. No, Revelations. Revelations, I don't know why I said Conquest. Because it yeah, was uh, Conquest. Birthright and Revelations, which came out later, yeah. and you had the two more or less families, mm -hmm. which were all very memorable characters and whatnot from the Empire, and then the family members. And your character literally turns into a fucking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was like, and that was the one before Three Houses, which made two memorable factions, and then you got Revelations, which was, eh. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. Um. But I mean, overall, I've enjoyed it. I feel like they're very much as a character, character specific characters people will become attached to and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, 
MC at this point is fairly weak. I feel like this is very much a nostalgia since you're literally collecting up all the heroes. That, that's from, what I. That's yeah, what I that's, talked to Alex about. I was we, like, that's what we fucked. I was yeah. like, this is this. This game feels like it's not about the main character or any characters introduced in this game. This is just fan service. This is a fan service, kind of like a fan service to everybody's favorite characters from yeah. all games. Yeah, because you're literally just collecting up all the. Because it's fucking 12 goddamn rings plus seven bracelets mm. from all the DLC. Yeah. Um, and everything, I mean. Which also, I want to throw in, I really enjoy how the three houses bracelet works. Oh, I, yeah. I really enjoy that. I think that's so cool. So far, I, I haven't, because I'm not that far. I'm only on chapter seven, and I only got four rings and two bracelets. And so far, the bracelets are broken as shit. Yeah, the yeah the I started the mission for the, uh, to get Tiki. Uh, I started that. Have fun with that. Yeah, I found out very quickly. I, I what you're saying. I found out very quickly. Have fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a brutal mission out of the gate. Hey, that's a nice change of pace from what he said last time we talked because he was very much on the side of seems kind of easy. No, I was not on that side. I said three houses was on the easy side. Well, this you, one, you, in my opinion, is definitely more on the difficult side. He has the easy because he's. Went casual mode. I did go casual. I went classic. I'm playing hard difficulty casual mode. My only wow. my only Hoffs rule with classic is if some if I fuck up and somebody dies on the mission they're introduced, I will do a hard reset and keep their ass alive. Yeah. They have to just survive their mission that they are introduced on. Yeah. You gotta actually have them yes. to, yeah. to lose them. Yes. That's my only personal house rule with that. Which one nice thing is that the fact that they did bring back the Time rewind from three houses. Yeah, they did. Which is a nice thing. So I have haven't had to reset as much because once a person dies on the mission, I was like, well, fuck, go back. <laughs> yep. Um. And everything, in which I've also gotten to the point that I've figured out the system until they introduce another class again on me of just how to pace my characters, where I can have my tanks just absorb shit, then to space it out properly, because. With Fire Emblem AI, which took me a mission or two to remember, they always go for the kill. Doesn't matter how dumb of a move it is. Doesn't matter if the their enemy <laughs> AI so are going to be super out of place. They want they want blood. If there's a kill, <laughs> that character is dead. Yep. <laughs> so if you fuck up and misplace someone, guess what? They're fucking dead unless yep. the game rolls luck for you and they dodge everything. I've learned that very quickly in the Tika mission. Yeah. See, the thing is, I didn't even lose anyone on the ticket because I was set and I had figured out. And this is why I said Etsy, the archer girl, and Sigurd is best combo. Mm -hmm. Because I forget in Fire Emblem if it randomizes the items you get through missions or if they're always the same. Because on the mission with the thief girl, one of the enemies had a longbow. And I got a longbow. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's set because I got one too for that mission. I gave her a longbow in Sigurd with, because you can stack the hit bonus on it. Mm -hmm. So she has hit plus 20. Momentum, so every step she moves, she does extra damage. So I one-shot all those goddamn dragons. Nice. Every goddamn one was fucking it off. And then I just move her in range of range of three, shoot, and she immediately can move two steps away and fuck off behind... Um, our tank guy, I can't think Lewis. of his Lewis. I just had her fuck off behind Lewis and Bogard because I gave Bogard three houses. So he's a bastard. Because <laughs> I just charge up range, 
shield with fucking Dimitri. He uses an axe. Edelgard uses an axe. Gets plus 10 for using the same weapon. Oh, I, my archer can, has already moved and there's another dragon. Switch to Claude. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the cool thing about the three houses bracelet is that their trade is called like what is it called friendly rivalry? I yeah, think yeah, friendly rivalry. Uh, so basically, it's it con- it's constantly changing between the three on the battlefield. Which so yeah. is super cool. <laughs> and each one has their own sort of stats and play style. And then Tiki's fucking broken, dude. Oh really? I'm looking forward to getting her. And the thing that I've noticed with the bracelets, I don't know if it's going to change with the progressing the game. Each of the rings can only go up to bond level ten. The bracelets can go to bond level twenty. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to change or if they specifically did that the ring so you could more actively use the inheritance stuff mm-hmm. because I assume at some point you can change people's classes because it references it several times. You need certain things to be able to go up to certain classes. Right. Which each of the rings gives like staff proficiency, sword proficiency, tome proficiency, all that fun stuff because there is very much with their whole leaderboard thing that they have there is a correct choice for who to throw the rings on. Then there's weird choices when you really want to throw it in, like me and the archer girl, me yeah. going hit and run tactics, or like I have, uh, I initially had our mage of death, Cecilia, on the princess. Then I got bored. And I threw her on Lewis. <laughs> Because You're doing the same shit you did in Three Houses. <laughs> because she has a teleport skill. And Lewis can't move very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's big brain, though. <laughs> so I went, I can move him in a position to tank everything. And then I can also kill something on the same move. Yeah. And if I really want to, I can pair him up with the two martial artists. Because the martial arts are fucking pointless. Oh yeah, they yeah they stink. They're like unless you're using them to down a magic user, because ar- the fuck why are you gonna down them with an archer? Anyone who has to move up to the archer is gonna fuck them up anyways. Mm. Um, the only reason for them is why they gave them staffs. Yep. <laughs> so they can heal and their critical guard thing. Because now that I have Jen and Fama, I have a dumb combo where I'll send up Lewis. Have them where he's going to get hit by everything. Then I surround him with those two. One takes a hit. Other one takes a hit. They heal each other. And they do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lewis is just there. Just chilling. Yep. Having a great time. Um, yeah, because I'm just finding dumb combos to do. That, that makes sense because that's what you did with Three Houses. Yeah. Whenever you were just taking characters like completely strayed from their mm. canon route and just doing whatever. Yeah. Doing some wacky combos. Because I had Marth on MC. I maxed that out. Now I have Marth on, um, actually, Jean. So he can dodge something. So his right. So his squishy ass doesn't die. I don't know who I have Marth on right now. Because uh, I took Marth off of MC for the same reason. I maxed it out. So I, I'm plus I want to use the three houses one and play with it. So I don't remember who I had Marth on. But I will say I 100% agree with you. On fucking Vander with the leveling up, because I was looking at like all the, the stats and everything. I'm like, okay, this this character's this this is. Why is he still level one? <laughs> I'm like, why is that the thing? My after the Tiki mission, because I'm gonna warn you now. Once you get inside the castle and start releasing those seals, reinforcements comes every other turn and then every turn. Awesome from the opening, and it's a dragon plus 
a different type. It starts with a swordsman, mm-hmm. swordsman dragon, axe, axe, uh, and it just rotates. So footmen, soldiers of all three weapon types. Then it goes through the special types. Then it goes through cavalry, and then it just re-rotates. So if you really want to, and you have a setup and enough healing potions, you can just farm that for a little bit. Because mm. I got everyone up to level ten before I released Tiki, and then she was a bitch. She actually wasn't too bad because luckily I had Lewis and Bogart there with cavalry right. weapons, so they just murdered the cavalry. Right. Um, but no, she's broken as shit, man. She has a tons of buffs that gives like plus resist if people are around healing. She literally gives someone a second life bar. Really? Yeah, she has a skill that literally gives someone a second life bar. Mm. And then whoever she's equipped to, whenever they engage, they don't just change form. They become a dragon. <laughs> and they gain a breath weapon. Right. The bracelets so far are so much better than the rings. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense since they are the DLC or whatever. Not really. It's DLC. It should be bad. You would think that it would keep it about the same, but nope. Fair, fair. Now, I did have a question for you uh, involving this game, because it actually came from um, the TikTok I put up involving Fire Emblem, okay. which also I want to p- shout out, the uh, t- you know, on the TikTok version, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh, conversation with the, uh, the YouTube show, but the TikTok version of that, had a l- I've had a lot of fun conversations. It, it wasn't like Starfield where... Well, I did kind of send you out to get Everyone torched. just roasted John. I, I sent him out to get torched. That That's kind of on he me. He sent me out to get fucking destroyed. <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, so it's not like that. He looked little... at it and he went, that'll be funny. Yes, <laughs> correct. This one was actually just a lot of like good conversation of like, you know, the old Fire Emblem fans enjoying it because it feels more like a Fire Emblem. Yeah. The other fans, it's like, I am enjoying it, but I really like Three Houses and stuff. And one person uh, commented, and I thought this was interesting, and I wanted your thoughts, because as someone who hasn't played these games, I don't know how accurate this could feel. Okay. Uh, but he said, you know, uh, they could go a route like Atlas did with Persona, since that became the biggest SMT game it developed into its own separate franchise. Mm-hmm. While SMT remained on its own, having its traditional gameplay, it works especially well, considering Three Houses is already similar to Persona. So there's a lot of conversation that I see amongst the Fire Emblem community, where it's like you have these new age style Fire Emblem games, like Awakening Fates and Three Houses, and yeah. then you have like Engage and the rest. Do you think that's uh, you 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 think that's a pretty interesting take that you know maybe they could do both at the same time, where you have like these Fire Emblem games that are heavy like on that social element, but then also the Fire Emblem games come out like Engage that are heavy like a true Fire Emblem game. Do you you kind of see that take? What, what's your thoughts on that? I wanted your thoughts specifically. I even told him I was going to shout it out because I thought it was interesting. Um, I mean, they could. I don't see them actually doing that. Well, it's Nintendo. I agree with you. They're not going to do it. but <laughs> Because they, what I would see them more likely doing would be what they have done, and they did three houses, and now they're going back to those style. And after they see how this go, they might do another game or two back on this old style, and they may throw out the social more. Mm-hmm. Um things like that. Or since they did do the spinoff of Three Hopes, maybe we will see a split and they actually do that more. Um, I mean, because I could definitely see them maybe doing a more social-focused Fire Emblem if they really wanted to. Like at Three Houses. I don't think they would do Three Houses again. Well, I'm not saying like... Yeah. You know, you know, just yeah, like I get whole, what you're yeah, saying. General concept. And making it more of a... That could be actually pretty interesting. Um, where they do focus more on the social thing and just and 
sort of getting close to the specific characters and recruiting them to your faction and whatnot versus the more straightforward as this one is of just you go through the story, acquire people, and more or less you, which more likely what happens is you get your team and you just max them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could definitely see that split there of them having a spinoff series from it that becomes its own thing. Um, and, I mean, I'd be okay with it. I'd probably play both of them because, I mean, I have a shit ton of Shimagami games and all the personas. Well. <laughs> Sorry, flex there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, he spent a lot of money on his Persona games. Well, the thing is, like, with three houses, um, it, it kind of seems like the culmination of this the kind of the experiment they were doing with adding more social elements to yeah. it in the past pre past few games, where they're and then they come out with three houses where they're like, okay, well, it's like we've been looking at this a little more. Now here's a full game completely based on that and then it's like that did really well and they're like okay well we're gonna go back to what we do now yeah so i mean i could see i mean with the success they had with three three houses and then uh i i mean i could see them wanting to continue with that style game or that style of fire emblem game i don't See, I'm almost seeing how they've gone with Engage back to the old style. I'm almost seeing if this is an experiment on them on their part of them going like, so Three Houses did very well based on the social link. Let's do a game back in the old style and see how it goes after getting all this. I could see that. Three House and then going whichever one based, got whichever however they decide does better and going with the one they feel like did better. See, that's what I was kind of thinking. I, I don't see a split happening where they do both of them. Yeah. I, it's like, I see them looking at Engage in three houses and going, which one of these did, does it seem like people preferred playing? And then, can, like, trying to continue making that style game, uh, at least for a couple games, and then maybe see, like, maybe then people would want a refresher on it. Yeah. Because Engage just seems like, it th- it's throwing all the new people off yes. because they're it's not what they expected. It's not what drew them into the Fire Emblem series, in which, as I said, I would be okay if they did a split, not what I ideally see, which I think you and me on the same pa- uh, mind, John, and just like, this is an experiment to see do they get the same fan base and exposure and whatnot from going back to the older style. Right. Let this decide where they go forward with the next Fire Emblem game. Yeah, I, I, I can see that too. Like I said, I thought it was a super interesting take they threw out there, kind of, you know, spark some conversation on that. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of in that boat too, where it's just like, you know, they've done three games in a row that are very heavily focused on this. Let's, let's try going back to the roots, see how it goes. Uh, and we, I haven't seen any sales numbers or anything yet, so we'll continue to. Was Birthright social heavy? Which one? Birthright and Conquest? Was it social heavy? Not as heavy as Awakening Three Houses. But okay, it, I didn't it, think it was. No, but all three of those are in that same realm. Okay. Like, they're, they're all in the same realm, but Fates is going to be the weakest of them. Because, I mean, the thing about Fates is that it is heavy in that social element to the extent of you, you're getting close to these two different factions. Because yeah. it's the whole point of the two versions. But it's not as, obviously, uh, Awakening is very heavy in it because, like you already mentioned, it's got the whole kid thing. 
you know, which so, got weird. Yeah, so the, the, obviously that's very focused. And then as me and John talked about with Three Houses last week, you know, Three Houses like that the whole the whole idea of the game the is whole the academy whole, thing yeah. is building the social links. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Literally whole taking point. characters from other houses. Yeah, that's 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 the entire purpose of the game. So. You know, it, it, it's interesting between new Fire Emblem style and old Fire Emblem style, and the conversations, like I said, have actually been pretty healthy, which is which is nice. You know, uh, you know, no no torching like what I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the social aspects were nice and whatnot, but I am very much the old style Fire Emblem because that's the ones I've played. That I'm right. very much okay with going back to this and just more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Because I can literally, after I get to a point, I can just turn my brain off and just play. Farm. Yeah, right. It's kind of like. I'm I'm kind of that way too, where I I like in those style games finding like the set of characters that I enjoy playing or works really well together. I'm like, okay, this is my squad now. Right. One thing I do want to throw out there because you do say the social thing. I don't know if you saw it. There was an article about how because if you know with this one, the social the supports and bonds only go up as far as A mm-hmm. versus in the previous several games it's gone went up to S, mm-hmm. in which somebody noted that which I noticed as well, because I'm playing with Japanese voices with English dialogue. Like, I'll see the English dialogue some and hear the Japanese and go, there's a lot more being said here than what's in those subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, someone noted that uh, there's censorship for Engage is that for any of the characters that are seen as underage, they've removed any reference to possible, like, once you get to that max bond of them mentioning any type of, like, romantic type relationship that makes sense though i mean it does make sense in that taking it out just because of what people are used to in the west and whatnot and seeing that as it is strange to just take it out of the like the subtitles or something if yes. you have the japanese voiceover because yes. like the th- thing that they mentioned which is a character i haven't met yet there's a merchant character she's like 15 or 16 in the game mm-hmm. and like with in which japanese doesn't go hard on it. i mean the thing, the references, they said that in the original Japanese, she references saying that they're too young to have anything like real deep and whatnot and more or less becomes a conversation like, well, if we can just be partners at this time and explore it going as we get, as we age and doing very well within that, like going like hard, oh, we're now going to have like this really romantic relationship. It was a very well done way of how they did it. Just them being like, well, we're still very, I'm still very young and whatnot and let's see how this goes as we get older and everything versus uh, the English version. It's just like, yeah, we made this great item. We're selling it tons and we're, we're going to be buddies <laughs> for the rest of, for the rest of time. I was like, okay. Right. Cause the Japanese, it didn't go hard. They were very tactful with it. Very well aware that it was an underage character and whatnot, but it's just that thing that they took that tactful thing out of the Western release just because it's just like, <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> I I agree to that. Like you know, the fact that it is that it you know that it is basically taken out in the West. Like hey, you know, all right, respect. You know, so I'm here for it. Respect. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on Fire Emblem? Are you ready to hit some other stuff? Because uh, we're basically at the weekly wrap up now, which is a lot of Hogwarts legacy stuff. Bracelets are broken. Bracelets are in fact broken. All right, let's uh, let's hit the weekly wrap up, which does lead off with Hogwarts Legacy, because there was a lot of information that has popped out. Obviously, the game is. Let me look from early access. We are nine days away from early access. Shout out to that. Um, so, here's some general information. So it's up to 120 hours of playtime. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. 
depending on who you are. Uh, 150 plus side quests, transmog system, no romances, uh, four levels of difficulty, many, many games, uh, 26 spells to choose from, different season and day and night cycle, no morality system. You can choose to be evil if you would like. Now, one thing I do want to add on that that I also saw, which is like, eh, that's kind of disappointing, is there's like, from the way they put it, and granted, we won't know till the full game comes out, is that there seems to be no repercussions for that. Like if oh, okay. You, yeah, if you choose to be evil, you're not going to get, like, yeah, there's not any, there's like, eh, that's whatever. What they, you killed a student, no big deal. That's what they meant by no morality system. So yeah, there is no re- repercussions for deciding to do evil things yeah. or no bonuses if you choose just to be pure good. Yeah. So I don't, kind of, how, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm I'm not a big fan of that. Out of I, everything I, that came I'm out, that's the one thing. I'm not a fan of that. that I, I feel it like is it, wild, wild Hogwarts. Yes. I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like giving you the choice to be evil if you want to, or have the ability to play the evil wizard if you wanted to, that's fine. And there being no morality system where, like, gameplay or, like, mechanic-wise getting punished for being an evil character or something, that I'm that doesn't bother me. The, the fact, fact that, that there's, there's no repercussions bingo. in the game, like, you're going to hogwarts you're a student the fact that there's no repercussions for any of the evil stuff that you would want to do in the game that's where i have an issue agreed one thousand percent you just kill somebody's friend in front of them and you see them the next day they're just like oh hey yeah exactly (laughs) that that that's the one thing like when i read that i'm just like oh that's actually kind of lame i'm not a big fan of that i don't i don't necessarily like that because it's like that gives you just free reign to be a dick do whatever you want to and not have to worry about consequences. Because even in games like, I mean, even in games like GTA and stuff, you run around and you kill people all the time, but you still have, you kill someone in the middle of the street and you still have cops come after you. Yeah. Whereas this sounds like, okay, well, if you kill a student, well, I guess that student's not in class anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, shit be wild. Oh, you killed that evil wizard? Well, thanks for that. Don't worry about it. Nothing could awfully go wrong by you just killing people in the streets. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little disappointing. Yeah, I would li- I, I would like the fa- the option to be evil, but have to be like if I was like cursing students or something like that, have to do it where like they don't see me do it, or like if I if I kill people, have to do it in a way where nobody knows that it was me or something like that. Right. Or, and like have to cover it up in some way. Granted, that could be on a, that'd be a fucking hassle to figure that out game wise. It'd just be Hitman Hogwarts. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like (laughs) Hitman Hogwarts or something like that. But having no, you're going from one to the other is, is. I just now pictured Agent 47 and a fucking wizard's robe with his bald ass head. He fit in. I didn't even. He found a way. You're picturing him in a wizard's robe. I just pictured Agent 47 (laughs) in his suit. Just strolling up in Hogwarts. Like, he doesn't even have a wand. <laughs> oh, he he's got should. his own version of a wand, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Fucking hardballers. But yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that's disappointing news. Yeah. But I mean, it, I mean, I guess that's the trade off for this being the first game giving us the ability to cast these evil curses and right. everything. Yeah. Uh, then some other information that came out, and this is more so like just some thoughts uh, from people who've gotten to play it, is that it's quoted magical like the movies. What game. does that mean? 
I don't fully know. That's just that's just a quote that I came across from okay. someone who's played it. Is that I don't uh, yeah I don't understand what that just means. I guess I guess the overall vibe, yeah, the overall a, feel of yeah, the you're world. Fucking Hogwarts. Yeah, you would hope that it's gonna feel like that. Other if if it doesn't feel it, like if it's not magical shit happening everywhere, you're just playing a you're playing a game where you're going to school. You're playing Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We'll keep going. I'll get more game <laughs> references in here. All right. Gameplay is better than expected. The story is very well written. Good. Very good character customization. Well, that's cool. Great side quest content. Good variety. Free roam is fun. And using spells feels awesome. That's where I am going to say. I don't know. I don't know where the where that's coming from, but that is probably the most subjective part of the article. Right. Is that the using spells feels awesome. Because I'm looking at this going, this has up to 120 or so hours of 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 gameplay to it. But only 26 spells. See, that's what I thought. I was like, that, that feels I, so low. As soon as he said 26 spells, I'm sitting here running through like spell list in my head of what I've seen in game as well. And then running through other stuff being like, okay, well, we already, it's like, that just there's, feels not low. A, there's not a lot there. So and there's only so many combos that you're going to be able to come up with with 26 spells. So there's got to be some I mean, other it, aspects to it. From that we some don't of the gameplay yet. we've seen before, it very much seems like it was going to be a set amount of spells and then adding an environment to really yeah, it's like environmental max out your gameplay. Or, or finding the interesting ways to use them and combine them together. Yeah. Still, it, it so it seems was going to be a lot of rinse and repeat. The, as far as like the spells feeling, feeling like great to use in that i'm wondering i mean that's all down to the the combat side of it is how how long is that gonna stay fresh over the course of the game that's fair uh because in some games some games will that like have a heavy combat focus they're gonna live and die by how good the combat feels and how how Mm. good it is over the long term and i feel like that might be the case with the the length that they're talking about and the amount of side quests and that. There's got to be a decent amount of combat associated with some of that. And if it if it gets boring, that's gonna feel bad. True. Overall, like the uh, the entire like vibe coming out of some of the uh, early access people have gotten to play right now, like the play testing stuff, is that it's overall like overwhelmingly positive. Which is kind of what uh, a lot of you know Harry Potter fans are hoping for is like, please give us like the one good game. You know what I mean? Just give this to us, please. I mean, Hogwarts Quidditch was amazing, man. I mean, true, but like other than that, like w- what all do they have in terms of like great Harry Potter games? Like this that, is the that, game okay, that Harry Potter fans want. Subjective. I've got <laughs> some great Harry Potter games that I love. I mean, okay. the AR Harry Potter game did well, right? I have no idea. Did it? I don't know. It was a mobile game. No. Oh. Oh no, that canceled that shit quick. <laughs> that thing lasted like what? Did it only last like a year? I don't know. Why are you asking me? You were the you're the phone guy. You're more of a phone guy than me. He's an idle person. That I play true. idle games. All right, whatever. But that no, I think that game legit lasted like a year. Okay. And got canned. But no, I mean overall, all the reviews for it overwhelmingly positive. Uh looking forward to playing it here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I I remain with the asterisk next to Hogwarts Legacy before it comes out for me. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, next thing we have on the weekly wrap-up is over 10 minutes of alpha footage for that Horizon multiplayer game is leaked. I did get to watch it. 
uh, just looks like Horizon multiplayer. Looks so it looks good, uh, and it, for it being alpha, looked pretty good. Honestly, like the only thing that oh shit, that reminds me. Uh, the only thing that was obviously very clearly like. I guess lacking in terms of the graphical point is the characters themselves that they're playing because it's all you know customized characters, so like, they all looked very clearly different. But like the world itself looked awesome, you know, for for being alpha. I will say the character customization I feel like is going to be very wacky because uh, you know, going through the ten minutes I was watching, uh, there was like multiple avatars that I got to see, and there was one that was like a very tall, buff, burling character. But it had like a little girl's princess face, and I'm just like, so the customization is gonna be very wacky, okay? But uh, yeah, if if you're interested in the uh, Horizon multiplayer game, the uh, the footage is currently leaked out there until it's taken down. Uh, next thing, per Insider Gaming, uh, which is by Tom Henderson, Far Cry Seven and Far Cry multiplayer game, stand, Far Cry standalone multiplayer game is currently in active development. Uh, next up, Neil Druckmann. This one kind of made some news this week. Uh, he says that Naughty Dog is, in fact, completely done with the Uncharted franchise. I saw that. Yeah, and uh, he said they will only make A Last of Us 3 if they have a compelling enough story, uh, which you know, is kind of the same thing that apparently he said with Last of Us Part 2 is they need a compelling enough story to write it. They said they have an idea for 3, and it's just if they can make it. Work. Yeah. He also claims that Last of Us Part 2 ends on a satisfying enough note. That's exactly what he said, and everyone's just like, no, 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 it didn't. No, no, it did not. It did not end on a satisfying note. <laughs> well, that just depends on that, that. That's a difference of opinions of, it is. of, of creators right there. Yeah. But I will say being done with Uncharted, uh, I wonder if, you know, in their mind, do they just feel like there's no more story to be told or if they just personally moved on? Cause I'm I, kinda, think I think they've moved on. on. Yeah, because I feel like it's a thing of like, you know, if they if they feel like a story could still be told, let another studio take a crack at I it kind of thing. That's how Naughty Dog's always been. I mean, yeah. Cra- besides the Crash games, with that got taken up by toys from Bob. To be fair, yeah, it did. But uh, Crash Three, uh, they were good. They left it on. There was some more that came out, but that was all different studios. Right. Jack and Dexter series, Jack Three came out. They felt like it was good. They were done. Yep. Never touched it again. And another one that I thought of because this studio flat out came out and said, "Hey, you reach a point where you don't have where we don't need to go back to this." is Sucker Punch. Yep. Sucker Punch hit their humongous, massive success with Ghost of Tsushima, and they're going to continue to build on that. And they literally came out and basically said, hey, we hit a massive, successful game. Why would we go back to Sly Cooper? Sly Cooper's great. We love it. We made it. It's awesome. It's nostalgic. But, like, it's nowhere near the success of what Ghost was. Yeah. You know, and he, so Sucker Punch f- basically up front said, why would we go back? So it's kind of, the, I feel like the same thing right now with, with Naughty Dog. While un, you know, Uncharted is obviously a very successful franchise, they got The Last of Us. You yeah. know what I mean? And now they're looking for a new IP even. I mean, even with that, after Last of Us Part 1, they did Uncharted 4. Yeah. And they finished up with what they felt was their they finished like They finished like they felt like their story to yeah. tell. So like, if Sony wants to hand it off to someone else, I feel like it can continue, but... In terms of Naughty Dog continuing, that's obviously gone. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That, yeah, that, that caught some uh, some heat this week. Uh, also, speaking of Last of Us, Last of Us HBO show has already been confirmed for season two. Two episodes in. No surprise Anyone watch that? Yep. I haven't I haven't watched it, but I've, it's like I know people that have no idea what Last of Us is at work that are loving it. I've watched both the first episodes, yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, pretty solid. I, I will say as someone who's very critical of both games for various reasons i you know in you know uh, my girlfriend she's you know experienced the first game as well and she's in the same boat as me where it's like 
it's okay. It's not a masterpiece. Even she agrees to, with me where it's just like, I'm enjoying watching this a lot more than I was playing it. Like, well, I don't know. It's just a different, just a different vibe. I was going to say, are you going into it trying to watch it as a show with the game in mind, or are you just going into it as an... A show. A show. Because... For me, it's actually a bit of both. Because I was going to say, from, from people who have no idea about the games... I've heard nothing but raving reviews for it. True. I mean, let's be honest. The Last of Us story is very compelling and very interesting. So having no idea that it was a game originally, yeah. I could very much see the story as a drama be fantastic. Yeah. Right. And then it's like you don't have the comparisons being dr- like gone back and forth in your head yeah. of like, well, this was a little bit different in the game. I preferred the way it was in the game or or, or some idea like that. The only thing to take with this besides just games being turned into any kind of live action have been very shoddy and for the most part very bad um it's just like games are made in the terms of expecting players to play it so there is a bunch of extra stuff added in just for players to fuck with versus a drama it's very much more straightforward of this is point a this is point b how can we get it to the best point we make it interesting and make sure that people understand what the fuck's going on Mm. So let's cut out a bunch of shit. <laughs> right. And just figure out the pacing for it, which yes. I will say the pacing for the first two episodes have been pretty solid, especially since like... And then they also take the fact of just characters like, how can we spice this up? Right, yeah. Um, one thing that I do actually really like that they did for the series <coughs> is how long they made the first episode. Uh, the first episode is actually an hour and 40 minutes. Damn. Um, well, which there was a reason for it that Neil s- threw out there. I was going to say, a lot of, or it's become more common in recent years it uh, for newer shows that either the first or the last episode, or sometimes both, are beefy. Uh, like, they're, they're 50% longer right. than every other episode. That That's become more of a trend, at yeah. least for, like, HBO shows and stuff like that. Neil commented on why the first episode was so long, and he, in his mindset was because of them not wanting to cut out various pieces of content with how the series starts, obviously, yeah. and also wanting to add more content in to give you some more clarity on a certain things. Um, the episode length for the original episode one they had, he just felt like it didn't have enough of any sort of interaction between Joel and Ellie, like they're, them meeting and kind yeah. of thing. And since that's one of the big selling points of this whole series... That's why they extended episode one is to be able to include when they meet and brief interactions between them. That was that was the mindset. And like I said, that like they've included extra content in episode one and two and changed a couple things to kind of better fit the flow. Uh, like uh, in episode one, it it literally starts with something that, if I remember correctly, I haven't played last was the first one for many years. And I don't really plan to replay it, but I'm pretty sure this was not in the game. Pretty sure the game just starts immediately with you know, like Joel and his daughter and stuff, but it immediately starts with like a a TV like interview with like a doctor and stuff, and they're basically talking about end of world apocalypse and stuff. And the one doctor's like, "It'd be it, you know if there's anything that's going to end the world, it's going to be fun guy," and he starts talking about it, and it really sets immediately a very eerie tone. Was yeah, that in no, the game? No, because okay. the game very much let you discover that while okay uh, exploring and whatnot and just seeing yeah. the. Creatures that people became from the spores and fungi. Because there's at least 
three shots that I can think of off the top of my head that were not in the games and one that was different. Uh, so that was one of the first shots that was not in the game. Another one was in episode one where you see the outskirts of Boston and you see a little kid walking up to the gate and like fall over and pass out. And then you get to see the kid being brought in and being talked to the Fedra and everything. And, you know, uh, they do the scan behind him. Yeah. It's obviously negative. He's infected. And, you know, they're still being super nice to him. It's just like, you know, we're going to get you all the toys that you can play with, whatever. And it kind of skips from there. You see Joel doing work, just everyday odd job work, and where it's throwing dead bodies into the flame, infected dead bodies. And, you know, there was, one char- there was another female. It's like, I can't do this, whatever. And it, w- it was that boy. Like, it, you know, you, you could just tell from the clothes he was wearing. But, yeah, they, they shot the boy, and now Joel threw his body in th- to get burned. So that was not obviously in the games. And then... I mean, that's very much... I see them dramatizing, yeah, it, which is yeah. very understandable. Yeah, you know, it works perfectly for the show. And then also in episode two, something else that wasn't in the game is further delivering what exactly we're dealing with because it takes a moment to, before everything went to complete shit where it was starting, yeah. uh, there was a, I forgot what country it is, but there was a, uh, uh, a fungi specialist that the, uh, the, the military of that country you know, took. It's like, we need you to evaluate this person. And you know, she quickly figured out that it's you know, cordyceps, whatever. And, you know, after when they when they were trying to tell, you know, say that she's like, that's not possible. It's not in humans. And it's like, just go look at the body. You know, that she cuts open the leg, sees it. You know, she pulls the shit out of its out of the body's mouth. And basically it really sets that it set that eerie vibe very quickly because the, you know, the dude, the military is like, we need your help. We need it. We need help with a vaccine or medicine or whatever. And, and uh, she's like, there is no vaccine. There is no medicine. This is unprecedented. He's like, well, what should we do? And she literally just said, bomb everything. Bomb this entire city. <laughs> it just I mean, it makes, bomb everything. It makes sense <laughs> because it it's very much for the viewer of the show versus yeah. as a gamer, that's where we have like collectibles and just like documents yeah, exactly. laying around that yep. we find to help explore that lore and whatnot. Right. Uh, and then uh, Tess's uh, death was also different. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but Tess, when everything happened there, it was uh, she was holding off the, the re- uh, resistance or soldiers, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, it's infected in this case. Which, well, no, she wasn't. I know she wasn't. No, yeah. but like it was actually infected that came into the building, not not soldiers. Because I once I saw that, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was soldiers that she was gonna kind of fend off and blow up everything with. But no, it was infected in, in in the show, which gave you a very unsettling sight. By the way, I might have to double check that because, well, yeah, because they were dropping Ellie off. Weren't yeah, they? they they were in they were in the the main building. All the fireflies were dead, yeah. and that's when she revealed that oh, you know, I was bitten, and then apparently, I guess more Fedger whatever was on the way, and she held she was going to hold them off, and you can see Tess's dead body later. You know, uh, in this case, it's infected that's coming, and man, did it give you an unsettling fucking shot where you know she's dumped the gasoline everywhere. Uh, the infected comes in. There's one infected that turns and looks at her. And just walks up to her and just like they gets like this close to her and basically just starts like making out with her. Like he puts his mouth he puts his mouth up against hers and you just see the fungi like go into her mouth and she's like, oh, that is disturbing. So they they, they do they they do a lot of things well visually. I mean, I've enjoyed the first two episodes and look forward to watching more. Uh, anyway, let's get back on track. Um, <coughs> finishing up with the weekly wrap-up. So there is a report that Sony is pri- prioritizing the PS6 or the PS5 Pro, and the big Follow up on why is, and I feel like all three of us can agree with this with how this generation has gone, 
is they just feel like the PS5 has not even come close to reaching its potential because everything's been backwards compatible. Everything's I mean, been, been cross-gen. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Totally cool with it. Uh, and we also reported on this a while ago, and it's now being getting some more reports behind it, that Gear 6 and Gear's Ultimate Collection are rumored to be active. Like Gear 6, though, is years away from release. Uh, and the last thing here that I wanted to shout out, because I came across this today, uh, it was an upload that I saw from a couple of days, a couple of days ago that I thought was so cool called Halo three sunrise. Just Google it. You can find the discord to join what Halo three sunrise is, is basically the original Halo three on Xbox 360 people modding it where they are reactivating the servers. They do it every Wednesday night. You can join the discord and people that are doing the mod itself. They're the ones that are essentially hosting it. And it's not like it's a blowout amount of players online. Like, you know, from the video I was watching from, uh, I don't remember his name meant something. Um, uh, it only showed like 1500 players online, but yeah. it's still the fact that it is the original halo three servers. Once again, active on the 360. It's just a big nostalgia trip. So if you want to go down there, and you don't have to do anything, you don't have to do, just join the Discord, and all you have to do is like join this person's game because they're the one that's you know the you know X people are the ones hosting it basically and activating the servers where they're going into whatever playlist to play, and the veto system still works and everything. So I, I watched the video; I thought it was super cool. It's a nice little nostalgia. Great, trip. we can do that toxic shit again. Correct. <laughs> Nothing like a full lobby and everyone's as it gets to two seconds. Fucking veto. Veto. <laughs> yep. Get it done quick. All right. That is uh, everything for today's show. Uh, boys, any last thoughts on anything that we chat about here today? No. Uh, same here. No for me. No. All right. I'm going to hit the music. We're going to get out of here then. All righty then. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you watch this wherever platform you're on, uh, live streaming, subscribe, follow, help us out, build it out, tell a friend. Tell someone next week here on Saturday to come join you. Thanks. Bye. Do everything he said and more. Uh, if you if you made it to the end of the episode with us, thank you very much. And hopefully you'll come check us out next week as well. Uh, we, we do live shows every Saturday around 6 p.m. Central Time. Thank you. Make sure to also check us out at sparkin3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Appreciate that extra support. Uh, check out some Rogue Energy with our referral link. Uh, if you want to use our promo code for 10% off, feel free. If you get a 25% off promo code, hey, that's cool too. If you just use our referral link, it honestly helps us more than the promo code. Uh, and also go check out Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey because they are sick. Uh, make sure you go follow us over at TikTok at Sparky3Official. Have been posting multiple videos every single week. Uh, and until next time, guys, have a good one. See ya.